If you've ever wondered what would happen if three friends, a firefighter, a lawyer, and a chaplain, got together to talk about the joys and challenges of raising their kids, well, wonder no more. Welcome to the Three Men and Their Babies podcast. Marcus Landsberg. I have two kids, a boy who's six years old and another boy who's six months. My name is James Duggins. I have two daughters. One is three. One is one month old. This is Anthony Solano, and I'm a proud father of a two and a half year old daughter. What's up, guys? Hey, James. Going, man? man, had a rough day with uh, Hina today. Um, I need your advice on what you guys do. Hina's your oldest. Hina is my youngest, so youngest. almost right. Um, Tell us what's going on. Two months, right? Two months today, actually. Two month birthday today. And Look at so, that informed uncle. Look at that. Yeah, it is. He listens to me. Amazing. So um, tell us about your little boy. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> about an O for two there, buddy. All right, slugger. <laughs> so starting with Hina, I thought initially I was able to um, console and hold her a lot more than Sunny because she was Sunny was very much attached to Tasha as her comforter or whatever the proper term would be. And with Hina, I was able to do a lot more of that in the first couple months. And get her to rest and sleep and kind of console. And I think she's hitting this two-month mark where now she's starting to get like a separation anxiety. And it's kind of bumming me out. I was actually like through my anger and frustration of trying to calm the screaming baby that's in my ear, like deep down, I was kind of sad because I thought I was actually going to be able to help more in consoling her and calming her down or picking her up and taking care of her. Whereas now it's, I pick her up, she screams in my ear for 20 minutes while Tasha takes a shower and does other stuff at night and then, or whatever the case may be. And then she'll pick up the baby and she instantly goes, coo, coo, starts smiling, laughing. And I'm just going, Oh, sad for me. So I don't know. What do you guys do when you have that kid that's just losing it and mom's not around? <laughs> and the end. Thank show. you guys for tuning in to Three Men and Their Babies. We laid down and died on that one. <laughs> Just give it up. Anthony, what do you do? I find myself constantly trying to distract my daughter, trying to pull focus away from whatever it is that she's upset about. And I, tr- I, I do my best to try to redirect her attention. That seems to be my, like my go-to tactic. Yeah, like what's a recent one that so, happened? I'm sure there's one from this very day. So this <laughs> morning was pretty rough. She, um, nice. she didn't want to get out of bed. She didn't want to get dressed. When I was trying to get her dressed, she didn't want to wear whatever I was suggesting that she wear and everything that she was picking out when I tried to put it on her, she didn't want to put it on her. She didn't want me to put it on her anymore. So, so I, I find myself this morning just like trying to pull her focus away from getting dressed to eating breakfast. So I, I kept saying <laughs> the next struggle. <laughs> yeah. So I kept saying, well, it's just, you know, we'll get dressed and we'll have some waffles, you know, we'll, uh, we'll, you know, I, I tried to, I do my best to try and, and redirect focus. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it fails miserably, but that seems to be 
kind of the only trick I have up my sleeve when she's <laughs> when I can't console her. I just try to distract her and try to redirect her in a way that might make her more consolable. I'd say probably every other time it works. <laughs> 50% of the time, it never works all hey. the time. Right, exactly. <laughs> 500 exactly. in baseball would be a great record. That would yeah. be a great average. In parenting, not so much. I'm sorry, what, what, did, what did you do when she was younger? Like like little virus always... times when she's flopped around and couldn't walk and all those things. I think I tried to do the same thing. Like I, th- I think that's been my only <laughs> look for mom, <laughs> look for mom and ran away. Yeah, those early, those early months, you know, right. just trying to. <laughs> yeah, man, just try to improvise by rocking her. Um, I'm gonna tell you, bottles. I am not here to take away any uh, honor that mothers get for what they do to take care of these children. That is not my role in this. Can we, can we slow clap for you right now? You're so noble. You're so noble. I just want to say what my (laughs) wife does to support the crying children in my household, myself sometimes included. I was going to say how many times are you in that equation? (laughs) Is amazing and upright and outstanding and I wouldn't pretend that I could do better. When my child was very young and wanted to cry and uh, mother wanted to stop being in control, baby would go in the car uh, and then we'd drive around until baby fell asleep. Because mm. Marcus, my older child, when he was younger, would fall asleep in the car no matter what. Right. Uh, five minutes, 10 minutes. It wouldn't be even very long. I would do 45 minutes just to make sure. So on one hand, I want to sincerely apologize to anybody who has a bad suntan, part of the ozone layer I take full responsibility for, but it helped my child go to sleep. If I had an electric car, I would have used it. Everyone would have been better off, but I did not. And that's the only way I have for you besides call the mom. That's the only way I have for you that uh, just the vibration or the feel of the road or maybe it was the power on the engine. I don't know. Uh, really would knock him out and put him to sleep to the point where mom could rock him to bed. I could not. I would put him in the car. 10 minutes later, he'd be passed out. I'd walk in the door. He'd be sleeping in my arms. I'd bring him in and my wife would go, is he sleeping? Ah, I cry. And then he'd wake up and start screaming. And then she'd turn to me and go, I told you you couldn't put him to sleep. Oh, okay. wow. Okay. Set up, okay. Yeah, no, it's okay. Well, you could win. I said you could win. There you go. It's your child. There it is. Take your child. I remember uh, Christy suggesting that we, when uh, Naomi was, was crying one time early on, and she suggested, well, maybe we should just, uh, you know, put her in the car seat and go for a car ride. And I looked at her, I was like, it is not safe for either of us to be driving right now because we are so tired <laughs> that, that if we get in the car oh, no. yeah. and start to drive, it is not going to be good for us or anybody else on the road. And it is especially not going to be good for our child. So I had to nix that right away. And then recently, maybe a week ago. So my child's a little bit older than yours because he's six, almost seven now, six and a half so he's in a distance learning. So we have the iPad. iPad's dedicated only to him. 
just for school. The doctors say a kid his age in the six-year-old age range shouldn't have more than two hours a day TV time. Right. Distant school or screen time, excuse me. Distant school using the screen, I want to say, is four to six hours a day. Yeah. Um, so that affects a brain. I mean, that affects what they do, what they look. He has a hard time thinking of something to do that isn't on the iPad. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's a very easy crutch for us to fall on. So the other day, I forget specifically what it was, but he wanted the iPad to do something. And I thought he had too much. Ah, I know what it was. He had to read. He had to read to himself, like to me, but he had to do the reading, not have the iPad read to him, which he does for hours a day, but to read himself, like actually read the words. And he just didn't want to refuse. I'm not going to do it to the point where, you know, the whole city knew he was not going to read that day. Right. And everything I tried to do, stand in the corner was not going to stop him. Talk to him softly, tell him, you know, what it means to me, try and bribe him with ice cream or uh, shave ice. None of that was going to work <laughs> to get him to either read or not take it away. The iPad was going to work, um, but it didn't stop him from crying. It just stopped him from needing the iPad for the next two days. Right. Right. Have so, you tried um, this is something that we've done with uh, Sunny in similar situations when she gets um starts acting up or defiant like that. And it's funny because a lot of times it's revolved around an iPad and her behavioral changes when she, on days where she's on the iPad for a little bit and when she's not, it's very different. It's very yes. noticeable. Yes, I agree. Um, but we ask her like, cause she does have a sibling now. We're like, you have to be the leader. We want you to be a leader and you need to set a good example. Are you being a good big sister for Hina? Little does she know that Hina doesn't know anything about anything right now, but um, <laughs> it's, kind of work sometimes we put that that mantle of responsibility upon our shoulders and she's suddenly like hmm oh yeah i gotta be good you know i gotta represent he's he's very good about being a very good big brother when he's in a good mood but if Mm. this type of situation there is no getting through it was none so i called up my father and i you know i'd like well when when i must have at some point i mean i was mainly a golden child but i must have had some trouble right (laughs) so i called my father and said uh you know he's yelling maybe you talk to grandma talk to grandpa see if uh and he but he didn't calm down i thought maybe talk to my dad my dad would talk him down off the ledge uh he's still screaming my dad says i'm not the type of grandpa uh, yeah, you're on your own for this one. And then uh, he got off the phone. And, um, and Thanks, basically Dad. the kid, basically the kid won is what ended up happening. But I think this is the time I told him he wasn't allowed to use his iPad for two days. Basically, he couldn't watch Clifford because Clifford is the current obsession. Flavor of the uh, day. Which, which I keep calling Marmaduke and he gets mad. Ooh, yeah. But Clifford is the current obsession. And then he couldn't watch that and he couldn't play video games for it was like all Friday and then a Saturday. I think it was last week. And uh, we had some other toys that he had never played with. The next morning he pulls it out. He starts doing this other stuff with these toys, which he would never have even thought about if the iPad was an option. Uh, and that's what I wow. want him to do is I want him to do self-directed self-play with toys, imagination things. He doesn't like action figures for some reason. Get and and yeah. instead, imagination. What he'll do is he'll play cut the rope. Cut the rope is the game he really likes. He'll play cut the rope, 
for hours or whatever it is and and then watch all the commercials between each one of the games which is the problem as well so oh those are the worst yeah it is scary to me how good my daughter my two and a half year old daughter is with an ipad like i watch her navigate she's swiping she's opening up apps she has a couple of learning apps that we put on the iPad where she can learn numbers and words and she really she loves those and to see her how quickly she learned how to navigate that technology. I wow. mean it's like watching somebody so much older using an iPad just the way that her hands are moving and the way that she's opening up and swiping and I'm just like <laughs> she'll she'll get into the photo app and she'll play videos and she'll sit there and I'm just like Wow, that well, is really, really crazy. Now on distance learning, my one-year-old can't read, but he has to use Seesaw to sign into his class. He has to use Google Meets to meet. He has to check Google Classroom to see what the assignments are, to turn in on Google Seesaw, use whatever parts of the app they have to take all the photos. He's got to do all this stuff. And then when he's not doing that, he has Epic where we paid for it. So he could read. It reads to him, first of all. So he could Wait, listen to your one-year-old? My six-year-old. Oh, <laughs> one-year-old. I was like, wow, that is amazing. What have I gone wrong with my kids? I got to be honest. Oh, no. I'm relieved. My, yeah. one-year-old, my one-year-old only plays Tchaikovsky on the violin. But for the six-year-old. <laughs> For the six-year-old. Uh, yeah, so that he does that, and then he does Prodigy for his math, and he does the math home. He does his own math, which is like a video game math. Like, if you can answer two plus two, then it shoots a laser beam at the monster, and you're like, yeah! And oh, all this man. other stuff. We're associating wow. lear- learning with little dopamine hits blasting right. through the eyes and sensory input. It's such a, I don't know, my old-school brain, you know, us zennials or whatever age range we're in it's like what exactly books and touching books like are they retaining this information the same are they growing the same or is it more reactionary to just like playing a video game and getting that instant response so, well i was I talking to another parent about that exact same thing you know they were saying you know all last year leading up to pre-covid i was trying my best to limit my kids screen time yeah and now yeah they have to have so much screen time. I have to make sure that they're on their screen for school. And it's just this whole dynamic that has totally shifted. I like I like when we do these episodes and at the end of every episode, we say, add that to our list of topics. And that's the way we go out. <laughs> I'm putting it on the list, Marcus. <laughs> you just made the list. The, on the last episode, you didn't say turn this mother out. I was expecting that at the, every episode to have that at the end. All right, Marcus, we got to end it with. Add that to the list. And. And. I'm not turning the mother out every time. It's a old reference. I'm not doing it every time. I can give All you right, a different reference. Classy San Diego. I can give you a different one each time. Like we could do my posse's on Broadway or. Uh, oh, man. You know. Yeah. Buttermilk biscuits. <laughs> Milk is chilling. Something like that. But we got to. Switch it up there he was, the white guy made a lot of money. <laughs> Real estate investment. <laughs> I think I, I messed that up.